rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise the words of the prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. May your spirit and soul abide. You kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is made holy, and he will do this. Hear what the Spirit is saying.
in the don't shoot stance of Michael Brown. Earlier in the week, a group of clergy showed up at a town hall in New York City where they held a die-in, lying on the ground for four minutes to symbolize the four hours that Michael Brown was on the ground after he was shot. At least six schools full of school children in Denver walked out of class in similar demonstrations, and there are crowds of people with tape over their mouths all over our country, tape with the words, I can't breathe, written across it, to speak outrage to the death of unarmed Eric Garner. I'm sure you have heard and seen and been witness to other similar stories. Our country is fighting to eliminate the prevalent use of violence against our black brothers and sisters. This is not a new fight, but it is one that is being fought very publicly right now. In the face of current events, I am depressed by the state of our society and how far we have left to go in this battle against racial oppression. On the other hand, I have hope because people are finding the courage to point to the destructive nature of societal racism and demand change. John the Baptist also came to point out evil and point the way to the light. In the prologue of the Gospel of John, we hear that there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. John said that he was not the Messiah, nor was he Elijah, nor the prophet that the people had expected. He was instead the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. As I spent my week seeped in this gospel and seeped in our current events, that phrase kept ringing out to me, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Jesus wasn't born on earth to be with a perfectly functional human family. He came because he was needed by a broken world. Humanity had become a spiritual wilderness. People were hurting one another, neglecting one another, and fighting for power and privilege at the expense of those who were politically weaker. We were broken. And as Jesus prepared to begin his work with us as a nomadic rabbi, John was standing amid the wilderness of a broken humanity, calling out to us that help was on the way. We humans tend to repeat history. John was certainly unique, but he is not the only voice that has called out from the wilderness over these past 2,000 years. Our history is rich with voices that have told us that we can heal this broken world if we but open our eyes and make our hands and our voices available to 
the God who gave them to us. These voices tell us that help is on the way. They also have been known to tell us that we can partner with God and help facilitate that help. In one of his speeches, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. once said, We have lived over these last two or three summers with agony, and we have seen our cities going up in flames. And I would be the first to say that I am still committed to militant, powerful, massive nonviolence as the most potent weapon in grappling with the problem from a direct action point of view. I'm absolutely convinced that a riot merely intensifies the fears of the white community while relieving the guilt. And I feel that we must always work with an effective, powerful weapon and method that brings about tangible results. But it is not enough for me to stand before you tonight and condemn riots. It would be morally irresponsible for me to do that without, at the same time, condemning the contingent, intolerable conditions that exist in our society. These conditions are the things that cause individuals to feel that they have no other alternative than to engage in violent rebellions to get attention. And I must say tonight that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last 12 or 15 years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice and humanity. That is the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. One that is needed just as much today as we needed it 50 years ago. I have heard other voices like King's in today's struggles, and these voices give me hope because they do three crucial things. One, they tell the truth. Two, they call us to be our best selves. And three, either explicitly or inexplicitly, they point towards the coming of God's kingdom. I don't think these prophetic voices widely condemn or dehumanize perpetrators or victims of our broken system. The answer does not lay in condemning our police officers or pitying disenfranchised young black men or romanticizing the passions of demonstrations. The answer for people of faith is deeper and more focused than any of these social temptations. The answer, I believe, is in seeing one another as worthy human beings and thus being able to see God in one another. And once we can locate the image of God in one another and locate where we need God amid the chaos, we can help make the path straight between those two points. Make straight 
loving God and Holy Spirit, Emmanuel, you are here and we thank you. You are coming and we wait. You are listening and we pray. Hold the whole of your church in your hands as we wait together for the fullness of your kingdom to come. In the Anglican side of the prayer, we pray for the diocese of for the worldwide Anglican communion and its justice, Archbishop of In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the ministries of the parish of Messiah Albingham, St. Andrew's Church Ayer, St. Mary's Church Arsenal, St. Paul's Church Bedford, and the ministries of the Age. We also pray for all who have been called into ordained ministry in your church. Especially Catherine, our presiding bishop, Alan and Dale, our bishops, Johnny and Becky, our priests, Dave, our deacon, and Rob, Maureen, Judy, and Janet, our priest associates. May we know you to be at the center of our connections with one another. Hold all those who have been given power and authority in the nations of the world, especially for our
I'm here this morning with a non-Trinity announcement. One of my other jobs is I direct a children's chorus in Newton, Massachusetts, and we will be doing a concert today at 4 o'clock at the Second Church in Newton with works including a cantata by uh, Vincent Lubeck, a world composer, as well as Daniel Pinkham's rather well-known Christmas cantata in arrangement for traveling voices with brass. So I hope you can join us at 4 o'clock in Second Church in Newton. Some of you have heard about the uh, upcoming trip in search of the early church. Uh, there are brochures at the back of the church. You and I are looking forward to this very much. It's uh, going to be a great opportunity to learn about the early church through its art and architecture. Uh, after Constantine made Christianity the uh, official state religion in, I think, 313, then art, uh, Christian art started to flourish. So the focus of this will be on early Christian art, fourth century forward. Uh, we'll be visiting Rome, Ravenna, and Milan, and we'll be worshiping at St. Paul's within the walls of the Episcopal Church in Rome on Sunday during that trip. If you're interested, I hope you will uh, complete your form and submit your uh, down payment to it, or what is it, deposit, I guess it is, uh, to the uh, organizer. Uh, we'd like that to be There will be a uh, healing prayer in this transept during and following uh, communion. Yeah, I think Dave is still waiting, so I'll tell you. Um, there is a youth group this afternoon from 4 to 6, and we're meeting in the chapel because there will be an event in here. We'll meet in the chapel and learn a few Christmas carols, go over a few Christmas carols that we know, and then go out and do a little bit of caroling, and we'll, uh, then we'll go to Dunkin' Donuts for hot chocolate and meet back here on the chapel. Ascribe to the Lord the honor of his name, bring offerings and accomplish his works.
Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to you be honor, glory, and praise forever and ever. Amen.
sun of righteousness shall shine upon you and scatter the darkness from before your path. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.